Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the Creative Commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show. Oh, sorry, hi, excuse me. I'm interrupting to apologize. And I probably don't even need to because it's not like our audio quality has ever been great. Let's face it, we're not professionals, we're sisters. And you're probably going to listen to this and not even really be bothered by all the terrible stuff. But I definitely was. We tried to do a late afternoon recording and my house was filled with people and dogs who were all talking and cooking and all riled up. And there was just no way to edit all of that out. Not to mention that I kept setting my wine glass down with the force of a titan. Just clerk clunk. And Hannah's audio. Ugh. I don't even know what's going on there. Her mic apparently likes to pretend that she's sometimes a football field away, inside a tunnel, speaking through a cone. So yeah, I tried to fix it. A little. I tried as much as I could for a show that I pretty much do purely out of the joy of grossing my sister out. We do have plans to get better mics, and we will never be recording at that time slot ever, ever again. So, my apologies, and back to the show. Hello, Hannah. Hello, Kindle. And hello, world. Hi, world. How's it going? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Hannah, is your day beautiful? My day is beautiful because I can cuss this episode. Hell yeah. Fuck, it feels so good. <laughs> I definitely slipped up a few times last episode. Sorry, Mom. Me too. <laughs> but it's okay because she's not going to listen to this one. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> she's giving up on us by now. <laughs> I'm also in a good mood because, well, it's 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 kind of like threefold. So one, threefold. I'm moving, 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 and usually moving is a very stressful, unhappy thing unless mm. you are sad about where you live and happy about where you're going. True. Well, I was recently in Colorado where I am moving, and you know what happened when I was in Colorado. I was hanging with friends, having a happy time. So that was my second fold of happy. And then my third fold of happy came when I went onto the website and I was like, oh, I want to see. It's It's been Wednesday. Who's downloaded our episode? I'm curious. And I saw there were downloads in Colorado. Colorado? Colorado had downloaded. And I said, that is that is some creepy stuff, because I just came to Colorado. had zero downloads in Colorado until I set foot in Colorado. Did not breathe a word of this podcast. It's your aura. It, my aura said, someone out there, listen. listen. Listen to me. You love the supernatural. Don't stream download. <laughs> so... I just thought, and also, we did a quick excursion in New Mexico. Got some downloads in New Mexico for the first time while I was in that newest of Mexico's. The aura is working. Uh, it must be why, while I'm in New York, we're getting a lot of d- downloads in New York. So once I leave New York, it's going to dry up. 
whoever was listening to us in New York is going to be like, nah, I'm not yeah, feeling it anymore. Be, or be like crazy. <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. Ooh, speaking of Colorado. Okay, yeah. I want to shout out to Michigan. All right. Yes. Damn, Michigan. What's happening? Damn, Michigan. Looking good. Is that you, Amber Brooke? Is that you? <laughs> I, what do you want to bet? Amber Brooke is a Michigan. Thank you, Michigan, for all of your downloads. Hi. Yeah, Michigan is blowing it out the park. Somebody and all their friends and their friends' family and then their family's animals love us to death. So much love. So much coming love. Coming from Michigan. And we just want to send some love back. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Michigan. Other places where we're getting love, we kind of know who we're getting love from and we're Sending love to them in on individual basis, but Michigan's that outlier. And also, random individuals from other countries. Yes. Hello, random individuals from other countries. Thank you for stopping by. Yes. Hope to see you again. You didn't stay long, but you know you tried us out. <laughs> it's okay. We also have a uh, so New York. I don't know who's in New York listening, but hi New York, hi, and Ohio. Who do we know in Ohio? I don't know anyone in Ohio. I don't know any Ohioans, but they know us. We're in your ear holes. Mmm. Feels good. Uh, shout out to Sam, our number one fan in Georgia, spreading the word. It's, she has been spreading so hard, it's spreading into Alabama and the Carolinas. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Sam. Yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, at this point, we have maybe 15 episodes out. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Just that we're getting this much love and... Support. So early on in season one. We're not even done with season one. We're so close, though. So imagine all the friends we will have two seasons from now. Ten seasons from now. Math is harder. There are 13 more seasons? Yes, there's 13 more seasons. 40 more seasons. (sighs) They said they're going to stop at 15, but we know better. (laughs) We know 40 is an impossibly high number (laughs) and that there is an impossibly high number of supernatural content. Mm-hmm. Oh, this show's never ending. Never. Not till one of us dies. And then even then, I'm going... I'm actually reading this really long fanfic called Redemption Road. Shout out to Redemption Road. And it's five million authors? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. So we mentioned Redemption Road because somebody comes back to life? This is a shout out. Oh, okay. This is a shout out episode. All right. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> It's really long. I couldn't finish it. It's so long. I was going to say something. My brain's already so dead. Oh, speaking of dead. (laughs) Speaking of dead. If one of us is to die, we have to promise to do at least one more episode (laughs) post-death wherein we bring in spiritual people and Ouija boards. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And connect to each other on the astral plane and somehow record that in podcast form. Whatever that looks like in a hundred years. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I almost said forty years because it's an impossibly huge and unknowable, noble, unknowable number. The Earth isn't gonna last forty more years, Kendall. Are you kidding me? Oh, but see, when you say it like that, it's just a little too real. <laughs> <sighs> Everything that's going on right now—it's straight up apocalyptic, and I'm checking around street corners for that Impala, mm-hmm. like. I'm I'm taking a little bit more of a practical approach. I'm like, you know what? This fall, I'm going to learn to can vegetables. I might need to know how to can vegetables in my future. (laughs) 
I want a yard for my dogs and a small garden where I can grow my own vegetables. Mm-hmm. And maybe some bows and arrows. Learn, learn I how. I started voting recently. Oh, that's how you know it's serious. <laughs> that's how you know it's serious. I'm like, politics are like a thing that affects how I live. Unfortunately. Okay, well, it's getting a little too real up in here. So real. Hannah. Kindle. I don't like the real so much. I want to go to a world where vampires don't exist, but they do exist. Do exist? They're a thing. Like, like a sh- I want the Schrodinger's vampire. <laughs> it's not a thing in- until it's a thing. Yeah, can we go to the episode with Schrodinger's vampire, please? Let's get a- an episode in season 15. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, right, that's season 15. Season 15 is Travis McElroy and a Sisters Talk Brothers themed episode. We can do it. <laughs> Come on, Michigan, you can do it. Michigan. Michigan. You're so close to Canada. <laughs> Give us the shout out. All right, <sighs> let's go talk. Season one, episode 20, Dead Man's Blood. You know what it was making me think of? Dead man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Bottle of Jack. Bottle of. No. Alright, now I gotta look it up. Dead man's chest lyrics. Dead man's chest lyrics. I mean, you're right. It is a bottle of rum. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Yeah, and then people online were like, it wasn't even Jack. It was Jim Bean. And then I watched, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's tequila. And then it (laughs) definitely didn't matter at any point in the episode, so I didn't put it in the notes. Don't you know? Don't you know? It, like, didn't even matter. That was a weird, like, if Minnesota went Valley High. (laughs) Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Somebody's listening to our show a little too much. Are you Michigan? Yes. Hannah, are you Michigan? I'm not Michigan. <laughs> mm. Alright, so we have our recap. recap. To imagine our recap, listener, just think of every scene John has been in and every time Sam has mentioned John this whole season. And there you go, you got the recap. Yep. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And we drop in on a bar in Manning, Colorado, which is not a real place. <gasps> what do you mean it's not a real place? <gasps> Could this episode from 2006 have predicted that Peyton Manning would join the Denver Broncos? <gasps> I smell a conspiracy. Someone at the WB slash CW has power and pull. Yes. And really into football. Like, they took that to their um, fantasy football league. They're like, so, we have a fantasy football league, and we also have fantasy fiction, and we see a connection. (laughs) I think it could be real. At the bar, an older man with a journal is looking at a bunch of crazy supernatural stuff that he's, he's, he's like investigating and putting the pieces together and like murmuring to himself and acting like a straight up wackadoo. So you think, oh, it's Papa John, but it's not Papa John. It's Mr. Elkins. 
and he's the crazy, but sweet, old coot who lives all alone in the canyon. And in walks a rowdy-looking crowd that wants a bottle of Jack Daniels all to themselves. And Miss Beth, the very lovely bartender, is happy to give it to them. But when she turns to check in on Mr. Elkins, he's done R-U-N-N-O-F-T. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? <laughs> It was, it was beautiful. We see Mr. Elkins is rushing into his cabin in a frightful hurry, and with good reason, as we see that the leader of that Jack Daniels gang saunter into his office. I hope that's actually the name of the vampire clan, like their family. I hope their family's just called the Jack Daniels gang. Hmm. They have it on their jackets, the Jack Daniels gang. Mm-hmm. But the J in Jack is just the bottle? Yes. And a oh, shot glass some to make of them it even have it tattooed on them. Yes. Oh, and that's how you know their family. Family doesn't end in blood. It begins in alcohol. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so the leader, she's there. She's acting all rah, And her eyes flash. And we know she's definitely not natural. He throws a knife at her and he runs into the back room and he's blocking the door. He's loading a gun when two more guys drop in from the ceiling on top of him, tackling him down. Ah! And he drops the gun and the leader, who has now entered the room, scoffs at this idiot for thinking a mere gun could kill her. <laughs> and to reward his hubris, they're ordering in tonight. Chomp, chomp. Meow. Why do vampires always make food jokes? We have dinner plans. Reminiscent of Lestat's had to catch my breakfast. And then they're ordering in tonight. I'm rolling my eyes so hard at you right now. Because, Hannah, if you were a vampire, would you not <laughs> make all the jokes? <laughs> also, she really liked that top. Yeah, she wore, like, the whole episode. Well, actually, everybody there was wearing the same clothes the whole episode. So, you know, what make that makes me think. The only time I wear the same thing... Like, multiple days in a row is because when I just got it and I'm too excited to take it off. Yeah. They just went shopping. They had a family shopping trip. And that's why Luther was gone at the beginning of the episode because he had to go make money to pay off the credit card. <laughs> but they're all so happy to be in their new clothes. I can't believe Mr. Elkins right here. I cannot. One, he was not subtle at all in his escape of the bar. And you would think... A man who has hunted vampire all of his life would be a little more subtle than that. Unless he wanted to make a trap and he thought he could be faster. He said, oh, these vampires are about to get schwasty. I have plenty of time to set a trap. <sighs> that has to be it. It has to be. <sighs> they were talking, the, the bartender was talking about Daniel Elkins literally right behind his back. I loved it. If if he wasn't so focused on his journal in lore, then he would have heard her. I was just like, come on, man. Were you sideways, like, embarrassed? Yes! <laughs> like, oh no. I get secondhand they... embarrassment. Mr. Elkins just heard me talk about him through her. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna hate me. Ugh. <laughs> uh... I just want to know what's up Mr. Elkins choosing a priceless gun over machete. Yeah. He doesn't like, why didn't you even go for it when it's only got a few bullets left and you're going to waste it on this vampire coven? To his credit, he doesn't know necessarily about all the demons. This vampire gang? But he does know about the Jack Daniels gang and he knows he's about to die. 
But you have a machete, which requires no reload, and you have a gun, which by the time you have loaded it, limited bullets. you're dead. Yep. Just saying, old man's off his game. Yeah. He dumb. May have a bit of dementia going on. That's oh. probably what it was. Oh, poor guy. I take back everything I just said about him through Beth. <laughs> Beth, why are you going to be so mean? I love you. One scooch of a state over, Sam and Dean are having their usual breakfast and research combo. Unfortunately, the supernatural is staying pretty quiet around here lately. Dean, still jonesing for that vacation, suggests they go see Sarah again. Sam is all, man, I don't know, all this work we have to do, I'm just overwhelmed with all the work and and the work, the saving people, hunting things, whoa, too much. <laughs> no time. And Dean's like, oh, okay, I guess, you're right. He wants that shore leave episode so bad. <laughs> you got a lot of work to do. Also, <laughs> do you notice here that... Like, Sam literally makes an excuse to not go see Sarah. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, did you notice? <laughs> also, you notice how Cassie never gets mentioned ever again? Never. There's no shore leave to go visit Cassie. Also, did you notice the laptop stickers? Uh, Sam, what are your laptop stickers? I'm just curious. That has to be his laptop from college, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same one that he's had. The whole time. Yeah. So far, at least. It'll disappear one day. He'll have a different laptop soon. I kind of washed ahead a little bit, and I know exactly when it disappears. <gasps> I saw it, and it was dead, and I said, oh, bye-bye laptop. <laughs> oh. I'm very excited to get to the episode, because bye-bye laptop. <laughs> bye-bye stickers. Bye-bye stickers. Sam does find an article online about an Elkins dude that died, and Dean is like, gee, that sure sounds familiar. He whips out Papa John's journal, and sure enough, there's a D. Elkins in there with a Colorado area code. Because he's like, he's, dude, he, he's like memorized Dad's journal by now. That's not the only thing they've memorized. This that he is, knows. This is at least the second time we've heard them off the cuff be like, that's a bloody blah area code. Oh, that's a blankety blank area code. Was this what trivia night at their house was? <laughs> <laughs> All right, son. Area code 659. That's Tallahassee. All right, your turn, boy. What's area code 592? That's Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Just... <laughs> that, that How else do you have all the area codes of America memorized? We're a huge fucking country. We should start getting on Twitter and just being like, hashtag headcanon, hashtag math is hard. Or, I thought you were going to say, we should just get on Twitter and just call our thing area codes, and every day, 695 is the area code of Brooklyn. Yes, every area code we learn from Supernatural. Just in general, just so that everybody can be as hip to area codes <laughs> as the Winchesters are. Yes. Sam knows they're super busy, but they can at least check this out. We've looked into less. Mm -hmm. So they bust into Elkin's joint, no gloves or precautions of any kind. Flashlights all over the place. They find salt around the door, signs of mayhem, an empty gun case, and a message scratched into the floor. It's obviously a code to get them to a post office box. Outside, a man lurks. Because, like, Mm. they know codes! Like, that's the combination for... Block. <laughs> you know what gets me, though? Hmm. So we see them later get to the po- post office, and we see this all the time in movies. It's a post office box. 
It's a train locker. It's a key to a child's diary. But how often do you see them actually backwards engineer that? I want to know, if I see this post box code, which post office do I go to? Yeah. How do I make it work? I don't know. Just check all the post offices in the area. <laughs> Just go around. Does this key work? Nope. Next one. The <laughs> same way they search for graves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just say real quick? I love yeah. how Dean uses the blood to stick the paper to the floor. So classy. <laughs> um, Make use of your environment. Sam says that the salt is clearly in a ring, but you wouldn't just have a ring of salt at your front door. It would be a line. I agree. I agree. He was very dumb in that moment. Also, is this the first time we hear about salt working against demons? Do they know it's demons? Well, because no, Dean asked, demon protecting salt or whoops, I spilled a margarita salt? Ah, uh, I guess so. So obviously they know about the demons and the salt, even though we didn't see any salt in our impossibly large number episode. And hey, you with the subtitles. Yas. When they were referencing the scratches on the floor, did Sam say death throws? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he was saying, like, they're dying and they're scratching at the floor, just like, the dying pain, ow. He's asking, was it an accident or was it on purpose? Mm. Yeah. Alright, and smart Dean for the paper rubbing, like, mm, I don't know that I would have seen numbers there. I definitely wouldn't. But this is also the guy that spotted a pattern in the viscera on the floor <laughs> that somehow symbolized a striga. Not a striga. A deva. A deva. A Zoroastrian. A Zoroastrian Zoroastrian symbol. An ancient Zoroastrian symbol that does not exist. I can't even tell you how many times I have looked up, oh, this creature, or oh, this place. And yeah. the first 28 plus returns I get are Supernatural Wikia, superwiki.com. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the post office, get the letter marked for Papa John, and are wondering if they're comfortable adding mail theft to their list of crimes when who should pop up but Papa John? Hi, Papa. Hi, Dad. Um, one, Sam was leaned so close to that mailbox, like, for <laughs> intensity's sake. Like, just leaned in right up against the box. I gotta make sure you're putting the code in right. I went to college. I know numbers. Ah, they exchange pleasantries and whatnot, and John reveals that, one, he copied journal making from Elkins, but a lot of hunters keep journals. It's Anyway. I'm just saying. Elkins basically hated him at the end, and I mean, because John can't seem to get along with anybody. Yeah, that was my biggest takeaway, was it's kind of funny how everybody has a following out with Papa John. You have Sam, you have Elkins, and in the future we'll have Bobby. Bobby. It's like, you could say, I'm sensing a pattern here. You could even say, I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> a theme. <laughs> Regardless, Elkin's dying wish was for John to know that this gun exists. Papa John is immediately telling the boys to pack up, time to get the gun, and fight the things that killed Elkins. And Sam wants him to pump the brakes, give information. So, I had a lot of feelings about this. One, real quick, Papa John's nice job to Dean sounded really sarcastic to me. Mm. He took it straight, but my first thought was, Daddy, you're being so mean. Stop. Yeah, and, like, I like that Sam points out, because I also pointed out in my notes, like, you so- show up for this guy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he reference uh, Dean with a heart attack? 
No, that's a later episode. Sorry. Yeah. You're watching ahead. I'm watching ahead. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. Like, how many times have they called him? And he's a no-show. But then he hears about this guy dying and he wants to check it out. But what I really took away from this scene was how terrible John is about sharing with the class. Yes. He's the kind of adult who drives me nuts. The kind of adult who doesn't believe in taking the time to explain things to children because, I don't know, they feel like kids are dumb anyways and they're not going to get what you explain to them. So don't even try it. Oh, I couldn't possibly dumb this down for a child, so I'm not even going to bother. Just trust me. I know it's best. Instead of taking the time to explain things. Kids pick up a lot of stuff. Kids can understand pretty complex things if only you take the time to help it make sense to them. Yeah. But Communication. Mm-hmm. But you can see here where John never had that instinct, or maybe it was never taught to him. But the real problem is that... Well, he didn't have a dad. That's that's fair, but he had a mom. Moms are usually better at this stuff. Yeah. But the problem is that it became a habit for him to treat his kids that way. Like he says later, he became a drill sergeant rather than a dad. Mm -hmm. He's jumping around in his brain with all of his information and just expecting his sons... To Be mind act like Crab and Goyle and just stand beside him without any idea of where they are. Like a kid would. A kid would be next to their, da their dad or mom be like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to follow mommy and do what she says. Yeah. But they're... Absolutely. At some point, for some reason, they never transitioned into adults for, for him. Sam, in his mind, isn't an adult who's demanding to be treated like an adult. Sam, in his mind, is a rebellious teenager who just won't listen. And yes. That is frustrating for me, and I don't... I enjoy John as a character, but as a person, I want to throttle him. Because him's an asshole. Great. I, I agree wholeheartedly. The only information Papa gives them is that these things are what Elkins killed best. So it's time to... Name that monster! Right, for our monster today, we have a vampire. Now, we've already met one sort of vampire, the Striga. And just like Reapers, vampires get a lot prettier the further into Supernatural they go. Today, for our first vampire story, we're just going to go over the convenient outline Wikipedia gave us. Definition, creation, identification, protection, and destruction. Keeping in mind that these come from various locations and cultures and are, are not considered uniformly true. Words are hard. My mouth is getting tongue-tied. Also, I keep getting feedback, but I'm good now. All right. So, what is the vampire definition? Typically considered to be a corpse, it's a human raised from the dead that needs life essence to live. Typically, blood. In the original tales, vampires look bloated and flushed, you know, because they just drank all that blood. In fact, you could still see some of it on their face, because they messy adars. And a vampire would be dressed in its burial shroud, or burial linens, or burial clothes, basically burial stuff. And its hair, its nails, would have been really long from continuing to grow past death. <laughs> also, this is not pertinent really, but a lot of the stories, vampires weren't even necessarily evil. It was like... Your Aunt Sue refused to die, and she just loved to play pranks. 
And so she would come back and play pranks on you and be like, Ooh, I took the beer of blood. See you later. Bye. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> be careful using the bathroom. I might have cellophane toilet. <laughs> Still dead though. Bye. Still dead though. Adios. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that would be fucked up. That would be fucked up. I'm dead. Have sweet dreams. <laughs> Oh god. Jokes on you, ice water. Blah. <laughs> Funny joke. Bye. <laughs> Take your blood. <laughs> Love Aunt Sue. <laughs> now let's talk about vampire creation. You might be a vampire if a dog or cat walked over your dead body. Like every few weeks. Yeah, you know, when corpses are just lying everywhere. <laughs> Oh, damn, we left Aunt Sue out on the lawn. Oh, no, a cat went over her. Oh, there goes Fido, too. Damn it, now she's like a double vampire. She ain't never gonna leave us alone. <laughs> you might be a vampire if you rebelled against the Russian Orthodox Church in life. That was the end of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. You might be a vampire if you were buried upside down. So, uh, so if you're like, buried upside down, it's kind of flipsies. You might be buried... So, like, instead of, like, a horizontal grave, you have, like, a vertical grave, and your head down, feet up? Or, like, your face down in the dirt? See, yeah, that, that is confusing, because I also know that you can create ghosts by burying them bad, like, upside down. <laughs> so... So... Maybe Upon I got this. Death, you could either be a ghost, a vampire, you know what? a zombie, a ghoul. I okay. I I I I miscommunicated this even to myself. People would bury people upside down to prevent them from becoming a vampire. So I said that wrong. You might be a vampire if you were buried right side up. If you're buried upside down, you're definitely not a vampire, but you're probably a ghost. So it was kind of like Flipsies when you were burying Aunt Sue. Ugh, wanted to be a ghost, wanted to be a vampire. Ghost, vampire, ugh. Tough call, <laughs> tough call. Flip the coin, I flip the body. <laughs> okay, okay, at my funeral, I need someone. To flip someone. a coin. Heads face up, no, tails face to... down. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I hope I don't outlive you, but if I do, I promise. <laughs> Alright, you might be a vampire if you were not buried next to pretty things and you want the pretty things. Like, imagine if one of the Kardashians were to die. Impossible because they're all made of plastic now, right? Haha, <laughs> topical right. joke. And. They were buried, and there was no jewelry or, I don't know, Louis Vuitton, those red shoes. The red bottoms. The red bottoms. I was educated on those a few weeks ago. You and me are so not down with the times, and yet we are millennials. What? Anywho. And so one of them died. I think I know there's a Chloe. All right, so Chloe's dead, and her body's down there, and her soul's like, there's nothing pretty down here. That's not fair. I love the pretty. I want the pretty. <laughs> and so she rises up and she goes off and search for the pretty. And then she just lives out the rest of eternity, drinking blood and finding pretty things. 
Oh my gosh, I saw that Kardashians are vampires. Or you think like Dracula and like his castle and his robes. Yeah. Yeah, they like the pretty. They like the so expensive. I'm have the pretty in my afterlife. I couldn't have it in my present life, so I'm going to have it in my afterlife. <laughs> All right, and the final one. You might be a vampire if you enjoy counting grains of rice more than you enjoy sleeping. But that sounds like fairies. It does sound like fairies. I'm very intrigued to get to our fairy episode, because, of course, Supernatural has a fairy episode. And See if they have any tie to blood. And see if they have any tie to blood and vampires. Huh. So, now that we know how to create, or... That last one was more identifying... Because if you don't want to be a vampire, basically keep all cats and dogs away. Make sure they're very religious. Make sure they're buried upside down and that they're buried with pretty things so they don't want to leave. There you go. You yeah. just prevented all vampire creations. Possibly made some ghosts, but that's neither here nor there. Last one, though. If you want to identify and make sure, you put grains. Another way to identify vampires is you put a virgin... It says virgin boy, but now I have to wonder. Is it... A virgin person assigned male at birth, or person identifies boy. Either way, put a virgin one of those on a virgin stallion, and just take them around the graveyard and see which graves they think are the spookiest. The spookiest graves are the one with vampires in them. Cool. But does it, it doesn't specify the age of the virgin boy. 40-year-old virgin up there. Oldest man alive. What the 40th? 40th. The 40th Put man. The 40 year old. <laughs> it's a really high number. <laughs> I can't find even the count that high. Guy. Find the oldest boy you can find. <laughs> it's possibly high, like 40? 40. Oh, so old. <laughs> you know what it is? In what? IDK, like 40, we did not make the 40 joke enough. So ever since then, we're <laughs> like all the 40 we jokes. We make the joke all the time. <laughs> More than math is hard, to be honest. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest. If we're being honest. We're not being honest. Totally lies. <laughs> All right, so another way you can identify a vampire is you can just check out those corpses. You know, go back a couple weeks later, dig them up, and if they look a little too healthy, they might be a vampire. So. What do you do? You put your virgin 40th boy on a virgin stallion. They thought the graves were spooky. You dug the graves up. And yeah, that that corpse should be starting to decompose. But it looks... I mean, she pretty. Who she pretty. <laughs> so... She's looking I, a little too good, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm kind of hot. Well, you know, in a dead sort of way. Uh, necrophilia. No, thank you. Yeah. Why do we gross ourselves out? Because it's fun to gross you out. But I did Fair. promise that I wouldn't do Fair. it if you didn't make the hand noise. So I'm trying. I'm trying. So we got to protect ourselves from that pretty, pretty corpse. So what are we going to do? We're going to do garlic. We're going to do mustard seeds on the roof. We're going to do hawthorn and roses. We're going to do crucifixes. We're going to do rosaries. We're going to do holy water. We're going to do consecrated ground. We're going to do running water. Or you can place mirrors around the outside so they think nobody's home. <laughs> And, of course, they can't come in without being invited, and blah, 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 blah. 
Blah, blah. I, do I don't say, say blah, 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 blah. Except when I say I don't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <sighs> we might not know our Louboutins, but we do know our vampires. <laughs> we do. So, they can't come in without being invited. We already got that. Mirrors are a good way to trick them. Oh, and you're good in the daytime, right? Hello? Is <laughs> anyone home? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I want to wash your windows. Oh, God, that's so scary. That is so scary. Ah. I want to wipe and wash your windows. <laughs> All right, Hannah, you would also think that you'd be safe going out in the daytime, right? You would think. Oh, but no. Supernatural got this one a little right. I didn't see anything in my basic summary on Wikipedia that covered the very general aspects of vampires. There was nothing that said they hated the sun in that on Wikipedia. It just said that they enjoyed night best, which I cannot blame them. I also enjoyed the night times best. You might say I'm nocturnal instead of (laughs) diurnal. (laughs) I am nocturnal instead of diurnal. So we've protected ourselves and our homes from these vampires. But, you know, Aunt Sue, her practical jokes have begun to go too far. We need to go destroy Aunt Sue. How do we destroy Aunt Sue? Well, I have five options for you. Are you ready? Ooh, so many options. I know. I want to go through them pretty fast because nobody really cares anymore. Option one, you can stake them in the heart, mouth, or stomach with wood, particularly ash, hawthorn, oak, or aspen. You can, option two, pierce the skin around the chest to deflate a bloated vampire. They're just balloons, Hannah. You just gotta pop them. You just gotta pop the vampire. It's just a balloon. <laughs> uh, it'd be more like a zit. <laughs> yeah, so gross. But can you imagine Aunt Sue, like so much of an Aunt Marge, just zoom <laughs> around the yard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, option three, which is the supernatural option, you decapitate the vampire. Because, come on, let's be real. What kind of soul wants to stick around a headless body? I know my soul doesn't want to stick around a headless body. Ugh. It's so passe. The head's over there. The the head's over... (laughs) Just get the head! And they were also saying, like, it was custom to then bury the bottom... (laughs) Sorry, bury the bottom. Bury the body with... Bury the bottom. Just the bottom. Bury the boy. Cut off the butt. (laughs) Cut off the butt. Bury the boy. Bury the legs. Uh, just to cut off the head and then bury the body with the head under the butt. <laughs> I guess so that the corpse couldn't get to the head. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing made sense in ye olden times. All right, option four, and this one I'm going to quote directly from Wikipedia because it's straight nasty. The Romani people were hardcore. They did not want any vampire fucking with their people. <laughs> so here's what they did. And might still, I, I'm not going to say might still do, I don't know. Bro, no, they definitely don't still do this. I'm saying, like, there's similar practices. I know the Greeks still do something to prevent vampires, but it's more practice than it is actual belief. All right. Not the Romani. This is what the Romani did do. The Romani people drove steel or iron needles into a corpse's heart and placed bits of steel in the mouth, over the eyes, ears, and between the fingers at the time of burial. They also placed hawthorn in the corpse's sock or drove a hawthorn stake through the legs. In a 16th century burial near Venice, a 
brick forced into the mouth of a female corpse has been interpreted as a vampire-slaying ritual by the archaeologist who discovered it in 2006. In Bulgaria, over 100 skeletons... Over 100 skeletons with metal objects. Almost 40 skeletons. (laughs) So many skeletons. Oh my gosh. There were like 40 out there. It was too many to count. Maybe later. So over 100 skeletons with metal objects, such as plow bits... Uh, were found with those metal objects embedded in the torso. Bleh. So it's basically Gosh. like they took the dead Aunt Sue, and they're like, Aunt Sue, we ain't fucking around. Here's hammer, heels, and nails, just pop, 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 all over the face, pop, 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 all over the heart, pop, 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 on the legs, pop, 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 on the hands. Oh, oh God. This... Just went completely this old home on her ass. <laughs> they blabbed the impaler in their asses. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And now to last option, option five. How do you want to destroy the vampire in your life? For the vampire who just won't stay down. Damn it, Aunt Sue. We chopped your head off. We staked you. We filled you with iron. We deflated you like a football. And you're still with us. All right, so what do we do? Now at this point, we dismember the corpse. Just chop her all up. Burn all the separate pieces. And then we mix the ashes into the water, like a tonic. And then the family drinks that tonic of ash to cure the family of vampirism forever. Oh, God. That is disgusting. And so concludes our section called Name That Monster! Yay! (laughs) It's so yummy. No. Lum, 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 lum. It's that smoky flavor, you know? No. You can really taste the wood smoke with a hint of gaminess. It's kind of that, that umami. <laughs> okay. Oh. Even though Elkins was great, apparently, he wasn't that good. Papa John gives us the lowdown on the real vampire lore as we watch the leader and her posse chug alcohol and stop prey by the roadside. Can we just say how shit Elkins was at his job? <laughs> he couldn't wipe them out, even though apparently everybody thought they were wiped out. He couldn't keep them out of his own home. His own town, his home. Damn it. Out of his ha- They were living down the street from him the whole time. The whole time. <sighs> Elkins, what are you doing, bro? <sighs> Maybe he was faking it this whole time. <laughs> so... Dan and Nancy are stopped in their drive down the road by a body. <laughs> They're just stopped by a cop doing a sobriety test. <laughs> oh, BG Dubs, I'm a vampire. <laughs> Please invite me into your car. <laughs> Dan and Nancy are stopped. Oh, in their no, drive you have down- a meter next to your car. Where are you? <laughs> Dan and Nancy are stopped in their drive down the road by a body lying in the middle of the road. They slam on their brakes, and Dan gets out to see if he can help while Nancy calls 911. As Dan reaches for the person, their eyes pop open, and a second set of teeth descend. I felt really bad for Nancy, because she has been working this whole car ride for that joke. Oh, I I guess he showed that guy. What guy? The guy who bet you wouldn't buy that shirt. Only to have her moment ruined by a corpse. Like, the asshole. Come on, Bruno. 
You couldn't have waited another 15 seconds for them to really chuckle it out about how humorous this woman is? <sighs> oh, Nancy. Go, oh, Nancy. She's so funny. <laughs> she had a career as a stand-up comedian. I mean, she might still. We don't know. She might still. Nobody's deflated her yet. At the hotel. Motel. Holiday Inn. No. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are passed out while John listens to cop radio. When he hears something he likes, he wakes the boys up and tells them, show's on. Sammy wants to whine, but John's like, no time. People called 911, but were gone by the time the cops got there. I smell a vampire. Ooh. Ooh. I was a little bad at this scene, because we have to assume that they're sleeping in shifts, and each taking a turn to man the radio, right? But it's framed as though Papa John is ever vigilant. Stay vigilant. <laughs> While the boys are just fucking around like, but I'm tired. <laughs> it's not fair. Our boys work themselves to death. They do. Literally to death sometimes. <laughs> so many times. They've been dead so many times. Yeah. Sure enough, after talking to the cops, it is a vampire. Doubting Sam doesn't believe until he sees the two. As they head back to their cars, Papa John calls Dina out for mistreating baby. <laughs> and it's like the first dad thing we hear him say, and it's about the car. Like, I wouldn't have given you the thing if I didn't think you were going to take care of it. Like, that's such a dad thing to say, and it's, it's like he peeks out of there like, I'm still a dad. And that would be fine in a non-abusive scenario. And you can see that on Sam's face. Because Sam thinks, oh, this is a normal dad reaction and haha, my sibling's in trouble. But Dean's face, it's not a laughing wounded. matter to him. It's wounded. I mean, because from here on out, I, I can't remember so much the rest of season one. But starting like season two, he keeps the Impala immaculate. Because yes. in this moment, Papa John, I don't even call him Papa John, John, asshole John, is showing disappointment and dismissal, which are the two things Dean receives from him all the time. The two things that hurt Dean the most. Yes. <sighs> Just want to go back in time in fiction and, and hug him. this child. And punch John. Oh, and, and punch John. I want to sit John down like, can I just give you a crash course on how to treat children? You can still raise them to fight monsters and give them a healthy lifestyle. It's yes. not incompatible. It's not. <sighs> All right. I just need to breathe and stop being upset. Center. Center. Peace, serenity. I hope you. We're gonna get sued for music. <laughs> so while they're driving down the road, tracking that vampire trail, Dean shares more vampire lore with Sam, who is just too irritated with John's treatment to really listen. And I feel him. In fact, I feel like a lot of what Sam says in this moment probably echoes everything I was saying earlier. <laughs> Like, we're not children anymore! I'm an yes. adult! Treat me! And Dean continues to stand up for John and his process, and, you know, you gotta follow orders, even though Sam's like, he's our dad! He's not our boss! But there's a hesitation in Dean's defense that tells you that he's beginning to see things a little bit Sam's way. Yes. Which I love. Yes. 
So we finally get to see the vampire's lair, and it's the Bon of Cages! Bon of Cages! And they're just drinking and having a gay old time. Having a gay old time. (laughs) What's interesting is I think this is the only group of monsters in their lair that we ever see that are just straight up alcoholic. I don't know that we ever see a group of monsters just hitting the bottle this hard ever well, I again. I think it's like a higher metabolism. Like, it takes more to get them drunk. Yeah, but it's still weird, right? It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. We don't see anybody else drinking this much, ever, except for Dean. And then it's addressed like a problem. Because it is. Because it is a problem. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> nobody's saying, like, um... You don't see Sam walking and be like, um, hey, Kate, I'm a little concerned with all the alcohol that's happening here. Are you guys okay? I could rationalize, though, that this is the first vampire pack we see. The Jack Daniels gang. And from what we understand, they've been in hiding and haven't been able to get out much. And other vampires in the future don't feel that need to get drunk for their high in life. Because if you live for eternity, it can get kind of monotonous. Because they're a little more on the open. And they've kind of got that thrill of living again. These guys, like, we live in the shadows. And we're bored. <laughs> so we're going to drink as much as we can. And we're going to screw as much as we can. And we're going to hunt our victims selectively. And get them drunk. And then and get them drunk. Blood. Yes. Although Kate does call that gross. So. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, Bruno is teasing the new catches with beer and his breaches of personal space until Leader calls him off. She says, wait for Luther, you boonface. Because he's the only one who decides who gets beaten up around here. Exactly. He's the daddy around here. Oh, hello, daddy. Because who should arrive around that time but Luther. The leader squeals and jumps into his arms because he just made the most dramatic entrance with the worst wig from Party City. (laughs) And she loves it. So she jumps into his arms and they commence with the first of many uncomfortable makeouts. (sighs) A part of me, a part of me feels like I should put in just a clip of the gross moans and slick sounds. Just so the people who oh, I hate it, I hate it. Just just so that the people who don't watch the show can be reminded of how awful it is. Uh, I hate it. So bad. So we learned the leader's name is Kate, and she shows him all the new pretty things they got. Cause you know vampires love pretty things. Mm-hmm. Luther doesn't like Dan. He probably should have worn a better shirt, because if he had, maybe he'd be more interesting. Mm -hmm. So Dan of the ugly shirt gets eaten up. Nancy's sad. And Nancy gets saved for later, because she does look interesting. And another pretty thing is this gun, and he likes the gun. He's like, oh, the gun. She's like, oh, you'll never believe who I killed to get it. And he's like, what the fuck? You killed a hunter? Mm -hmm. So he's not happy about this. And he is... An interesting character, because you get a little bit of backstory here. You know about his age, and how he knows about the gun, and how he's smart enough to realize... Consider hunters. Hey, babe, you realize you just brought hunters down on our heads, right? Right? Even if you hadn't taken the gun, you killed a hunter. Now, they're gonna... Yeah. I really was intrigued by Luther. Who is him? Give me more Luther! 
I really like his line, revenge isn't worth much if you end up dead. Ugh. Mm. Like, how how many monsters... Foreshadowing. That's true. How many monsters do we get that have that kind of clarity of existence? Some. But on the whole, they're a rare few. Mm-hmm. All right, this is my third request for fanfic that I can keep track of because math is hard. I want Luther fanfic. Dude, same. Give me Luther. Same. Samesies. Dean gets a call from Papa John saying he knows where they're going, but won't make this a teaching moment. Sam gets mad and zooms forward in the Impala to cut off Papa John's car. Once everyone's out, Sam and PJ have a big blow-up fight about the same old thing all over again, while Dean tries to defuse everything. Doesn't it just get so (sighs) exhausting? Yes. At a certain point, you don't even know what they're fighting about. (laughs) One thing that kind of made me giggle was the fact that Sam is so much taller than John, but John still steps up all intimidating. Yeah, but I also love that Dean gets involved because Dean, of course, always tries to defuse everything. But at this point, he turns to his dad and he's like, you too. That means you too. Oh, We're seeing that change in Dean. He's growing up. Put that clip there. Put that clip there because... Right here? Stop it! Cut it off! Means you too. Okay. Poor Dean. Poor Not Dean. even poor Dean. Like, like, he's coming into his own now. Good, good Dean. Well, like, Strong Dean. It was Dean. difficult to watch, like, his family fight, mm-hmm. but that he still can see where they're both, you know? And more importantly, seeing John in this new light, like, you too. Mm-hmm. I think we all have that moment when we realize our parents are human, mm-hmm. and it took Dean a little longer than most, maybe, but again traumas that none of us had to go through so i i think it took him hunting with just sam mm-hmm. like away from john without his father mm-hmm. saying what that is like and realizing that sam has good points and that they are adults and that they can function without john mm-hmm. i think the line that really got to me was sam saying are you really comfortable with just letting him run the show and I think that moment kind of put things into clarity with Dean because up until this moment for the season, they've been running the show. Mm-hmm. And you and I know what awful jobs they've been doing. <laughs> but <laughs> in their eyes, they've been doing a damn good job. <laughs> I mean, they've been doing it, you know? They've been, they've been doing, so. They've and been so, doing. So in that moment, Dean has to realize John isn't the be-all, end-all, says-all of every case. We are capable hunters in our own right, and we should have a say in at least some of this. He still respects his dad and his father's authority and the role he's played in their life, but... Yeah, like, throughout this episode, we see them step down in their roles. They step down from the main characters to the side characters. They step down from being hunters to being sons, kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a good episode for that aspect, and they... To show character growth. To show character growth, particularly for Dean, somewhat for John, a little bit for Sam, but I think this was, for all that it was a Sam and John episode, this was a Dean growing episode and Dean changing. And when you and I were complaining about how often we've heard this fight and how irritating it was for us, I did have that thought of, oh my gosh, Dean's been hearing this for years. Yeah. How tired is Dean? How patient is Dean? He's got the patience of a fucking saint. Seriously. Uh, we cut over to 
vampire lair to the sounds of moans and smacking lips and heavy breaths. Yay, more uncomfortable kissing. Yeah. Nancy is eyeing all of this, like, is there a reason you guys aren't going off somewhere, you know, private? When <laughs> Luther and Kate catch her and decide now is the best time to make a vampire, to make her a vampire. This job is left to Kate because girls making out really pushes the boundaries of television. I did notice her nails when she's changing Nancy, and I have to wonder, where do vampires go to get their nails done? They went to cosmetology school. They ah. like pretty things. And night classes. You're mm-hmm. so right. Also, the other thing I thought in night this scene vampires. was that in Vampire, they don't say family. They say baby. And I think that's beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to say was this makes it look as though drinking the vampire's blood is what turns you. But the lore is different later in the show. In the show, it's just the vampire's venom or whatever, which is also what it is in Twilight. But, so just the bite can convert you? They don't kill you? Mm-hmm. But huh. in, this, in this one episode, it makes it seem as though drinking the vampire's blood is what turns you. And that makes me think of Anne Rice. Yeah, that's the Anne Rice style, which is the only true style. It's the one I prefer. Yeah. She's practically scientific with it. It's crazy. Later at dawn, Bruto gets back from his late morning stroll, and the Winchesters casing the joint learn that sunlight isn't really a deterrent to this guy. To these guys, it's more of an annoyance. <laughs> the plan is to go in while they sleep and get the gun. Maybe kill some. Maybe rescue some. Maybe, but definitely get the gun. <laughs> so they go get weapons out of their respective trunks of holding. <laughs> Papa John is in his midlife crisis <laughs> with that Men in Black's truck bed storage. I love that Dean is like, "Hey Dad, I got a, I got an extra machete for you. You, do you need an hey extra Dad, machete?" I packed, I came prepared. <laughs> hey Dad, are you proud of me? Hey Dad, I'm useful. Oh, oh, oh! I broke my own heart. No, it's also that first moment when. You are out to eat with one of your parents. And you're like, I can pay. I can pay for this. I got this. He's so proud of his now fully fleshed out, fully in quotation marks, obviously, fleshed out (laughs) hunting skills. He's like, look, Dad, they got all the tools. I didn't know vampires existed until, you know, this morning, but (laughs) I'm totes with the program. Papa John is now willing to share the story of why this gun is so wham, bam, thank you, ma'am special. And he does go through, and he does so, through flashback. Samuel Colt made a gun for a hunter. Hunters on horseback, if you will. Uh On the night of the Alamo, when Haley's Comet was in the sky, he put a pentagram on the hilt and wrote, Nantimebo Mala, which is a Latin phrase that translates to, I will fear no evil. He he carved it, like on the barrel. (laughs) He also made 13 bullets that seemed to be numbered. also adorned with pentagrams. These simple steps are all it takes to create a weapon that can kill pretty much any supernatural creature. So we gotta get it, because it will kill Yellow Eyes. You know, the demon that killed our mother and Jess? Mm-hmm. Jess. Jess. This is something that's also always bugged me about <laughs> this whole plot device. Why don't they just go make another one? 
I mean, they can clearly see in the flashback exactly how you make this gun. It's nothing more complex than them going and getting tattoos. Haley's Comet comes around every so often. Actually, it might be every 13 years. Let me check. Haley's Comet. Clackety clack clack. You do dates. Clickety clack 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 clack. I just, I just want to hear your research. All right. Clickety clack clack clack. Thank you. Haley's Comet dates. When was the last Haley's Comet? Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe not so easy to do. It orbits every 75 years. <laughs> it was seen in. 1682, 1758, 1835, which is guess I guess is when Samuel Colt made his, mm-hmm. 1910, and 1986. So John had a window in there, <laughs> but you could say he hadn't quite learned about the cult by that point. He was probably still working up to ghosts <laughs> at that time. So, all right, fine. I'm giving them a pass. You can't make the cult without Haley's Comet because it's some kind of magical astral device. <sighs> glad we cleared that up. So glad we cleared that up. Man, I was so irritated for so long. Just make another gun. <laughs> Just draw some <laughs> pictures on it and call it a day. <laughs> it's so easy. Anybody can do it. Look, I'm doing it right now. That gun of holding demon gun, though, later on. <laughs> the gun of holding? Well, it's, it's the devil's trap in a bullet. Oh, yes, yes. So it See? holds them there. <sighs> Sometimes the simplest solutions are the hardest to come by. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's a good philosophy. That's good philosophy, no. It's a good excuse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a good excuse. That's a good excuse. So, now that they know their mission... The Winchesters sneak into the barn. Sam and Dean are old hat at this by now. I mean, they've snuck into a barn or two in their time. So easy peasy, right? So easy peasy. They try not to wake all the sleeping monsters. So, what are the first things Sam and Dean do? They bump into a hammock. They wake a sleeping prisoner. And they bust latches off a cage. (laughs) Surprisingly, it is the prisoner, Nancy, who is now supernatural, who screams and wakes everyone up. Just as Papa John was about to get the gun, er, so they all hightail it out of there, escaping safely. But now these vampires have their sense, so they have just until sundown to make a plan. They need to go to the funeral home or a morgue. Neither will do. Now, do right now in our vampire lore, can do vampires not have like better, good, like heightened senses? You know. They can smell better, but can they hear better? Because I'm pretty sure later on, vampires can hear better. Super hearing, if you will. I had thought that too, because a little later in this episode, they one of the, the baby vampires says, I hear the truck. It's a truck. But Luther vampire is like, no, I smell She's in my the truck. wife. She's in the truck. So I think they do have superior sense and sm- uh, sense of smell and hearing. However, when you're sleeping, all that kind of just gets incorporated into your dreams. So, the vampires dream. <laughs> when vampires sleep, where do they go at night? <laughs> at day, where do they go at day? I would imagine that vampire dreams would be like Scrooge McDuck style. Yeah. Just diving and gold and alcohol and blood. Yeah. 
sex, rock and roll. Exactly. So Sam and Papa John prep the plan back in the motel room while they wait for Dean to get back from the dead people place. I really love Papa John's confidence in Dean's got it. Chillax, bro. In the meanwhile, Papa John gives his side of the story and he sort of backwards apologizes for being rough on Sam. He does the whole, he doesn't say I'm sorry, but he says this is the reason why, so that's why, but I'm not saying sorry. Nah. And the two of them do come to a sort of understanding for the moment and they laugh about college funds being spent on ammunition. I found John's story touching up until the point where he says, and then your mom died and the life I wanted for you didn't matter anymore, so I spent the money to buy ammo. Like, I, I get I get the sentiment. Yeah. Keeping your children alive is the most important, but he says he became a drill sergeant. I think he became more than a drill sergeant. He became a man who acted out of fear rather than out of love. Yeah, like, you did stop being a father. And you didn't start again until you made that deal. Yeah, he became a mother gothel, you know, just locking her child up in the tower. All you see now is evil. You don't even see your boys. Mm-hmm. That was, a, that was the line that got me. He's like, I saw evil everywhere. So you stopped seeing your boys. Mm-hmm. You stopped seeing the lives they could have. And instead you just started seeing death. <sighs> I just, I can't forgive him. Or I can forgive, I can't forget, I don't know where that line is. I did make a joke. Oh, yeah? Uh, when he was saying about that $100 at the end of the month, and when Dean was born, $100 at mm-hmm. the end of the point. <laughs> in my notes, I put, my point is, Sam, I only got paid once a month. <laughs> <sighs> and I cracked up about it when I was making my notes, so I wanted to share. My thought was, my point is, Sam, that went on for nine months. You owe me $900. (laughs) No, it only went on for six months. You're right, six months. Technically, for Dean, it went on for another three and a half years. Whatever. Whatever. Who's doing math? Not us. (laughs) Not us. So, Dean comes back with a jar full of dead people. Sorry, no. (laughs) He comes... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Dean comes back with a jar full of dead people's blood. There we go. (sighs) I'm having fun. You having fun? I'm having a great time. Good. These are our long episodes again. Yeah. Pretending to have car trouble, Dean is left out as bait, which Kate happily takes. She, plus her henchman Ken, corner and tease Dean, giving Dean a chance to be sassy about his rules on dating. Then Kenny gets a bolt through the chest. Then Kate gets a bolt through the chest, narrowly missing Dean. Mm-hmm. It was a trap. She thinks it was a bad one until John tells her the bolts were poisoned with dead man's blood. Oh no. Oh my. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you <laughs> notice... How Sam is definitely Papa John's son. It's poison to y'all, yeah? I think. I hope so. Am I right? I'm probably right. I usually am. I would definitely bet my least favorite son's life on it. Yes. (laughs) God, he didn't even know it would work. Also, twice now she's been stabbed slash impaled. How quickly do these vampires heal? 
I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. These are the questions we ask that never get answered. Never. Throughout the whole series. Ever, ever, ever. I love that it isn't until after he's like, it's poison, right? And she's suddenly like, yeah, you're right. It's poison. (laughs) It's like those periods that don't start hurting until you see you're bleeding. (laughs) Huh. Your body's like, oh, yeah, that's happening. Cue the pain. (laughs) Yeah. Also, she loved that top. She has not stopped wearing it. She will not stop wearing it. When we see her next season, she will still be wearing it. Kate gets kidnapped while poor Ken Man gets beheaded. Ow. Papa John gives the boys stinky sauce to hide their scent while they go free the prisoners. PJ, on the other hand, is going to be obvious to lure out Luther. Lure out Luther. Lure out Luther. Say that ten times fast. Lure out Luther. 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 My tongue just started to feel weird, so I gave up. It wasn't that hard. It was just weird and uncomfortable. It was the L-R combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since vampires mate for life, then Luther's going to be, like, super pissed. So, and he is. Mm-hmm. And he's going to want Kate back more than anything. Sam susses out that John is going to take off after that once again to try and fight the demon alone. John uses the gotta keep you safe line, but Dean is the one who calls him out on this, much to Sam and John's shock. (laughs) Despite this, John gives his orders, and they go their separate ways. Dean standing up gives me life! Yes! Love Mm -hmm. that. Also, there's so much foreshadowing of Papa John's death here. I couldn't handle it. Let me just rattle off the quotes. Go after the demon alone. Can't make the same moves if I'm worried about keeping you alive. Don't expect to make it out in one piece. I won't watch my children die. What happens if you die and we could have done something about it? We're running out of time. Do your job and get out of there. That's an order. Which that last one is more to the whole kill Sammy and get on with the apocalypse part. But still, that whole conversation was just, you're going to die soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back at the lair... Marco brings the news that Kenny is dead and Kate is vamp-napped. They hear John's truck on the road and give chase. Marco is left behind to guard the lair, which doesn't do much against Dean, who dispatches him and frees the prisoners. Dean is terrible at being sneaky, though. (laughs) He still has to get the person's attention. Be like, you know I'm killing you, right? Okay, cool. Now I can kill you. (laughs) So terrible at it. Back with John, the chase has ended. And is now at a standoff. Gun for the girl. Girl for the gun. And it's all going pretty well until the blood poison wears off and Kate plays whack-a-mole with John's head. And then all is going very badly until the boys show up. Like, honestly, honestly, I'm sorry. How the hell did he expect to take down Yellow Eyes when he needed backup to take down a few bands? I think. In his mind, the blood poison would work a little longer, and she would be incapable of attacking him. And so he would be safe to grab the gun and shove the girl towards them. And then once he has the gun, they're not going to make a move because he can shoot any of them, as we saw at the end of this fight scene. But his plan went badly because he did not even know blood poison was a thing until ten minutes ago. Very true. So Dean shoots a few bolts into some of the bad guys, and then Sam was a swing and a miss for Luther. Swing and a miss. ends up grappling Sam. <laughs> Sam is as bad with machetes as he is with guns. 
Uh, someday, Sam. Someday. You'll be a crap shot. Crap shoot. Sam may be stronger than a ghostinator, but he is not yet stronger than a vampire. Okay. So we have baby ghost hands, we have baby ghost girl, and then we have Luther, who's 150-ish years old at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll say 170. We'll err, because it's 2005, 2006 already. Math is hard. Math is so hard. <sighs> So, Luther's going to kill Sam if Dean doesn't cooperate. And that's no good for Papa John. You don't just go around threatening his favorite son like that. So, he uses the cult. Either on faith that it was the real deal, or in hopes that it would be distraction enough for Dean to save Sam. And we see Luther's very soul get destroyed. Which means we won't see him in purgatory, and I'm very sad about that, Luther. Kate is distraught. But one of her family members drags her away to safety, and the surviving vampires drive off together. And somewhere out there is a vengeful Kate who has the scent of all the Winchesters. They don't care. Never see her again. I only bring it up, because I'm starting to get really irritated <laughs> with all these people who have vendettas against the Winchesters that we never see again. This show is usually so good. So good. About bringing people back. Yeah, and about picking <laughs> up plot lines. And about bringing people back. From the yeah. dead, from alternate realities, mm-hmm. from what have you. From whatever they feel like, really. Mm-hmm. But the episodes of season one where they're like, ah, it's really, that wasn't as important or as memorable of an episode, so... Nah. <sighs> the boys are packing up at the motel when Papa John walks in. He's reprimanding them for not following orders, and Sam chirps something like, yes, sir, while Dean says... Yeah, but we saved your fucking life, asshole. And mm-hmm. Sam is shooketh. To the core. <gasps> Papa John, however, takes it in stride. And he agrees with Dean. Yes, maybe we are better as a family. We're gonna fight this thing together. Yes. And the music builds to a crescendo as both boys chime in unison. Yes, yes sir. Oh, it was, it's such a good ending. Yeah. That for a moment, I believed. Hannah, I believed that the next few seasons were going to be these two boys and their fucked up dad. Yeah. <laughs> figuring this out together. It's such <gasps> a good ending. It's powerful. It fills your heart with hope. This could have been a season finale. No joke. Yeah. But that ending could have ended at 20. Twenty does it, but no. Nope. We got sad times ahead. All the sad times. You know what else we got? Oh, what else have we got, Hannah? Themes. Oh! Music. Take me to themes. Praise it, themes. Take us away. <laughs> Hannah. Yes, Pringle. I didn't have as many themes for this one, because I feel like this episode is not your usual Supernatural. It, it doesn't follow. It doesn't follow the supernatural formula. There were no libraries. There was no research. There were no costumes. Mm-mm. There, there was barely a motel. I had. We've got work to do. <laughs> Even when it's a lie. <laughs> I mean, Sam said it. <laughs> mm. It is a theme. They end the very first episode with that one, right? We've got work to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my first theme was 
Dean as the buffer slash Dean versus John. Because we will see Dean in not real life, but no, in real life and in fake life, <laughs> in demon form, battling against his father and standing up for himself and uh, owning the fact that he was abused as a child, whether intentionally or not. Yes. And But despite that, Dean will always still crave that family unit and will always defend his father to some extent. Yeah. Uh, I I don't want people to think that we don't love Sam. We love Sam. Oh yeah. Well I will I will get to my feelings on Sam. Sam will have his day in court. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. I do think though there's more emotional trauma to unpack with Dean, whereas Sam it's almost more destiny related drama. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I will get into Sam emotions. You trust me on that. Okay. I just want people to know we love both of them. We love our baby boys. I don't know if it's equally on my part, because I identify more with Dean, but... I identify more with Sam. Okay. Go on. What's your theme? I had a theme of Dad's journal. A journal! Ding, 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 ding. I had that too. Yes. 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 Uh, I had the theme of you're gonna hate me. Vampire! <laughs> I had that theme too! <laughs> well, I called it first. It's mine. Fine. We're gonna have then some. Then I'm taking B&E. Oh. We mentioned possibly having okay. it as a theme in last okay. episode. And right. I had it in themes on this one because they did a bad job of it. Because <laughs> I did wear any gloves. God, that'd be so bad. And then they broke into the barn of flashlights paint. were all over the place. Yes, you could see That's them how from John the knew outside. They were in there. Oh my god. And then when they broke into the lair, they were just clomp, clomp, clomping everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just daring those vampires to wake up. So yeah, I only had four themes. <sighs> oh, okay. Um, alright, let me go over the easy one. Motel. So Motel. easy. Motel. Uh, adjacent to Motel is Slayer. Slayer! We had a Slayer. And I don't know how much of a theme this is, but Sam bad at attack. <laughs> Sam can't attack. <laughs> He's so bad. He gets better. He gets better, but man, that boy bad with gun. He bad with blade. Man, he is, if we are to believe that one of the arrows, sorry, not arrows, one of the crossbow bolts shot at Ken and Kate's, and I don't know if Ken or Marco or Paul or whatever their names were are real. They don't give us names, so we just made names. Don't yell at us when you're like, his name was actually Rapunzel. I, I don't know. Bruno. Bruno, maybe. But when they shot at Kate and him when, Di- Na- when Dean was bait, you could say one of those was Sam. And if that's the case, Sam is a good crossbow shot. Mm. Possibly. Later on, though, Possibly. both the crossbow bolts were definitely from Dean. So, um, my final theme is the most irritating one. Hannah. Yes. We have another fucking unsolved case. Yeah, because they got away. They got away? Like, this happened not just a couple of, when Shadow, they had the Devas. The Devas know them, have a vendetta against them, and they're just out there. And now you have a vampire who mates for life. Nothing is more important than Luther to her. Mm-hmm. She has their scent permanently. And 
nothing comes of it. Ever. Ever. We see other vampires come back, but yeah. not Kate, no. I thought Kate was a great character. She wasn't quite two-dimensional. The only aspect of her two-dimensionality came from that her character was built around Luther. But beyond that, she showed initiative, leadership, and thoughtfulness. Like She wasn't doing a bad job necessarily in this absence, even though she did cause all of their deaths. <laughs> Inadvertently. I still think she's a person who would have taken this example and been like, Ah, oh, shit, that's what Luther meant. That's why he was so paranoid. That's why he had all these rules. Yeah. And I think she could like she's be... she's in hiding from them now. Yes, but I would have loved to have seen her... I mean, maybe they just got too big too quickly after this, and by the time she was ready to initiate a plan, they were already in kind of god mode of, we are the be-all, end-all of the apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> She's like, well, fuck, if I kill them now, <laughs> the world's gonna end. All right, I guess I won't get my revenge. I'm gonna go off to a cabin in the woods and get drunk. Bye. <laughs> okay, I love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. I do love you. I love you. Do you know what else I love? When you're surrounded by darkness. What do you love? No. Oh. Tell me what you hated first, and then <laughs> tell me what you loved. Oh, I was so ready to be all loving. I hated how Elkins didn't make sense. <laughs> the man who made a name for himself hunting vampires to the point. Yes. Where it was thought that vampires didn't exist anymore. <laughs> to the point that vampires hid away in terror of him and others like him. This man couldn't take down a single one of these mofos. And it's not like he had gone into retirement. We saw him at the bar still doing research. Yes. He wasn't just out fishing and got ambushed. He was like, I gave this life up. No. <laughs> he was out there still. Ugh. Elkins! <laughs> Daniel Jenkins! <laughs> Fuck you, Elkins! <laughs> what did you hate? Distract me away from Elkins. I hated John. Oh, well, yeah. Way to lowball that one, Anna. <laughs> I hated John. I also kind of hated Kate. Oh, really? Okay, well, it's not un unusual for you to hate women, so... Aww. I, I just felt like she's over the top. Felt like she mm. was over the top. Okay. I mean, that's why I was saying, like, sh her character was built around Luther, and that is problematic. You want to know what I loved? You know who I would have accepted distaste of, potentially? Nope, I wouldn't. No, not even of her. The girl who, in the red top with the cowboy hat who was doing, like, sexy dance with beer to cowboy music. Yeah. Even at the end, she was the one who dragged Kate away and was like, Kate, no, you'll die. Let's get away. And she's yeah. the one who saved Kate's life. Women are awesome. That's all I'm saying, Hannah. Women are awesome. I agree with you. Give women a chance, Hannah. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I've been hurt before. <laughs> um, I can't I, take that kind of pain again. <laughs> All actually, women who love me die. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did a film the same on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I did identify with that. I, I did understand that. 
You were total Spider-Man meme of same, same. (laughs) Same, same. What did you love? I actually really enjoyed Luther's character. Holy schmoly, Hannah. That's two episodes in a row. We have a double whammy. How the hell? It's almost supernatural. I need to get a drop of, like, double whammy. Get a drop from that CSI episode. Um, no, I really did enjoy Luther as a character because, like, yeah, he had no problem, you know, kidnapping people, killing them, turning them, whatever. You know whatever. But he was intelligent in that he Mm -hmm. didn't want to tip off any hunters, and she killed a hunter. He knows about this mythical gun that people don't think exists. Alright, I'm just going to read verbatim what I wrote, because you had on so many things there. (laughs) I love how subtly they built Luther's character. He's Mm. about living that good life, but he tries to be smart about it. He knows about the gun somehow, and I want to know the story there. He makes grand entrances. He's been alive since the 1800s. He wears crappy wigs. Give me more Luther! Yes! So much yes right now. Why did he die? How short-sighted are you, SPN writers? Ah! Is that my hate also? I hate that they I killed Luther. They get picked up so so much more. <sighs> All right. Let's let's let this episode go. We had a good time with this episode. Yes. But I already said I watched a little forward. Oh no. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's going hard. Can you tell me, Hannah? Yeah, I'll tell you what you already know. What's coming next time? Remind me. Next time on Supernatural, Season 1, Episode 21, Salvation. After killing two close friends of John Winchester, Meg calls him and proposes to exchange the cult manufactured in 1835 by Samuel Colt for the lives of his other friends. John travels to meet her with a fake revolver, while Dean and Sam stay to protect a family threatened by the demon that killed Mary and Jessica. Jess! John is trapped by Meg in a demon in human shape while his sons battle against the evil fiend. This synopsis was written by Claudio Carvalho in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, from imdb.com. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, Claudio. I miss Amber Brook. I do miss Amber Brook. However, I have to say, Claudio. Claudio. Loves them's details. And does love the details. I love his name. It's a great name. And also, he likes, he, I think it's Claudio, that's a boy's name, right? Or who knows? I love that they use fun words like fiend. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And proposes to exchange. Um, so before I watched this episode, I definitely thought more was going to happen. (laughs) The one thing I remember so clearly because i love meg is when john tries to make a joke and meg is like you're funny i'm gonna feel the flesh from your bones but you're funny (laughs) (sighs) oh meg all right that line i love meg as i love evil meg it's good meg i have issues with give me evil meg all the time she's delicious with her perfect teeth i love all meg Mm. We shall see how I feel going forward. But 
I definitely thought more was going to happen. I definitely remembered the warehouse and the water. Although IMDb is a, and Supernatural Wiki are assholes, and they're like, um, <laughs> technically, that's a Roman Catholic uh, ritual that would require hours of chanting and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ah, fuck you, it was a great plan. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> it was a great idea. <laughs> I support John. <laughs> It was a good idea. It was a good idea. I remembered a lot more happening. I remembered warehouse and water. And that's all I remember. That's all there's going to be. <laughs> if you would like to contact just me, you can do so on Tumblr. That would be Jailbreak Fiend, J-A-I-L-B-R-E-A-K-F-I-E-N-D. Also, Everything Overlord. It's my Misha blog. Oh, and Misha. On- Oh, Misha. Also, my Instagram is jailbreakbeans, spelled the same. If you would like to reach seulement moi, you would do so at kindleabroad at tumblr.com. Or you could reach out to me on Insta. Not that I Insta very much, but I'm on there at kindle, kindle, kindle. And for all you noobs out there who don't know, it's kindle, K-I-N-D-L-E, K-I-N-D-L-E. <laughs> so tune in next week for more monsters <sighs> those are my things <sighs> more brothers <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> <laughs> and more sisters sisters say this <laughs> <laughs> bye bye Puppy just tried to climb into my whole lap when there is no space. She's Aww. like, I can fit. If I sit, I fit. <laughs> As a door that can be shut. He's a big pig. He is a big pig. You can be a big pig too. Wait. Oi. <laughs> Let me catch this Pokemon first. You're playing Pokemon Go while you're playing this? I mean, doing this? Working this? Working, doing, playing. <laughs> Harder, faster, stronger, <laughs> better. <laughs> dead man's blood. All I want to drink is dead man's blood. Only thing that can stop me is dead man's blood. Technology baffles me on a daily basis. I like my coffee like I like my metal. Dark and black, heavy, heavy, hot, hot, (laughs) cold, (laughs) cold, milky, and sweet.
Dobre. <laughs> okay, we're we're geniuses. That's all there is to it. And we're sued by Disney now. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I'm just trying to match up my notes to your notes. <sighs> Sounds fun. There was like one episode where, I, like two episodes where I sectioned off my notes like your notes. <laughs> I need to start doing that again. Uh, doesn't it go so smoothly? Because like I put clearly a ring, it's a line, Sam. Oh, I know what that's from. Okay. Everything smoothly on my nose. <laughs>